What's up, everybody? I'm back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, where I'm joined by Fussler at BTC Van City, who runs the Vancouver meetup, uh, the Van City meetup specifically. I know there's a few over there, but he does an outstanding job. He's had guests like Jeff Booth, Samson Mao, and many, many more, and he's got some big things planned for November 11th. So be sure to check that out if you're in the area. They're potentially going to be live streaming it. So also look out for that. We get into everything around that meetup and, you know, him, his experience putting it on and everything like that. Uh, Then we get into six current event stories. We get into Google accepting Bitcoin for cloud services, BNY Mellon offering Bitcoin Bitcoin custody, the Fed Chair Bernanke former Fed chair, winning the Nobel Prize for introducing QE, Clown World peaking, PayPal leaking of the potential to charge a censorship fee, Bitcoin mining hashing rate hitting an all-time high, and Bitcoin might be decoupling from other growth assets. So, as always, this is an outstanding rip. Check out BTC Van City and Fussler. And as always, ladies and gents, this is not financial advice, should never be taken as financial advice. So please, please, please do your own due diligence. Now let's get into the episode. Bing bong. I am live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. First, I'd like to thank everybody that sent boosts and everything like that through the Fountain app. If you're listening, I would definitely recommend using a podcasting 2.0 app as, uh, you know, the value for value is great, great stuff. And uh, yeah, if you feel so inclined, you could also leave me a review anywhere you get your podcast. But I got a very special guest. I met him at BitBlock Boom. His name is Fussler. He runs the BTC Van City Meetup over in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, with those sick shirts. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can get it. Uh, and see some of those. So, Fussler, man, how you doing? Long time no talk. Should probably unmute myself. Yeah, man, I'm doing really good, dude. It's good to see you again in in person, sort of. At least I see your face. Yeah, um, exactly. It's always uh, it's always good to connect and get uh, even if it's just over Zoom or anything like that. But how are things go over going over in uh, Vancouver? How's the meetup going? And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about. Uh, yourself and what you do i kind of already spoiled it a little bit but uh about it yeah man i mean uh i'm uh i'm just one of those plebs just just an average joe you know trying to live my life here in uh in vancouver and uh decided to create a little meetup uh group here in in the city about six months ago and they've been going really really good um I guess like the, the quick story is there wasn't really um, a group that I found when I, I searched for, you know, I was just a couple of years into Bitcoin, you know, um, so you know, not, not like an OG, but was learning, you know, on spaces and podcasts and YouTube and everything, right? And you're just kind of in the digital realm forever. And then I was like, you know, I'd like to meet some human beings <laughs> that, uh, that are also kind of like-minded and, and talk about this thing that's, that's Bitcoin. So um that was kind of like in the middle of like covid and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff so there was nothing really happening like oh, i'll just wait kind of waited and then i looked again and i found one one group uh vancouver bitcoiners 
they're awesome, really good friends of mine now. Um, but they're they kind of more on the dev side usually. Um, so more of their stuff is kind of more more tech related, and they do cool workshops, and and so they're awesome. Um, but I just felt um, I, I kind of come from DJing and, and event production is kind of my my uh, what I used to do. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I think there's there's another fit and another like you know need I think and 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 fit for another meetup that's more just kind of more discussion, you know, not necessarily like technical related and uh, and more like just kind of fun. Come have some beers. There's you know I bring DJs and. Shout out to Das Record. He's a really solid Bitcoiner here in Vancouver as well. He's super knowledgeable. He's a doctor, so he's got big brain. Um, so he's DJing. He's like DJing the events, and uh, yeah, it's just kind of kind of snowballed. Um, you know, the first one um, had like thirty people. Forty? Or no, actually, sorry, we had like fifty-ish people, and then it went to seventy, and then suddenly I started getting some some uh, sponsorships and. ShakePay jumped on board and shout out to them, um, CoinKite. Uh, and so once I was kind of had had some sort of backing there a little bit, kind of reached out to some names and Jeff Booth did the next one and then Greg Foss did the next one and then Samson Mao did the next one. So it just kind of snowballed really quick. And, uh, you know, we're pulling 180 people kind of thing to uh, to like Jeff and and Greg. And I think there was a, a hundred, hundred plus at, at Samson as well. So. It's uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind and uh, one that I'm enjoying a lot though. It's been cool meeting a lot of awesome people. Yeah, man, that's awesome. You know, I mean, you just started this meetup what like six months or so ago, and then you're already getting some huge, huge names in the space. But yeah. let's it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your Bitcoin origin story. You know, that that orange pilling, kind of how you found it, and uh, yeah, then you're. You know, you already kind of went into, I guess, the story as to why you, you know, got into building the events. But, you know, what brought you to Bitcoin? Was there something, you know, somebody pointed it out to you? Somebody was kept pushing you, hey, hey, take a look at this. Or, uh, you know, did you just kind of get bored one day during the- <laughs> and, and find it? You know what? It was it's kind of weird. It was um, I literally had a shoebox of money that I had collected from doing things certain things you know um and it was sitting in a closet and it was always bugging me that it was just sitting there because i i mean i you know i'd never really you know dove into like what is money and all that kind of stuff but i knew inflation was a thing and i knew the money was losing value and i knew it was just sitting there and it was a pretty decent sized stack and i just knew that it was not doing anything like anything good just sitting there doing nothing and losing value right so I decided that I should invest it somehow. Um, so I kind of chunked it into the bank and was just kind of going down the stock market road. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it into some different stock, you know, different stocks and whatever. And so that's what I started to do. And I kind of started to do that. Um, I don't mind a little risk. So I was jumping into a lot of like mushroom, like psychedelic, you know, mushroom companies. I'm like, oh, that's the next one. <laughs> uh getting crushed in all of them but um so i you know threw a bunch into there and as i was doing that i like i recalled bitcoin from years ago you know i'd never paid any attention to it i'd never given it you know a proper you know moment in like read about it and kind of learned what it was and um so i decided i'm like oh maybe i'll just throw some into that bitcoin thing that i remember from some years ago or whatever you know and then so i did that i well (laughs) 
I created the account, had the X amount that I was going to put into Bitcoin. I had no idea there what I didn't even know what Ethereum was. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what all these other shit casino or all these shit coins were. And as soon as I'm looking at a screen, I don't know what I'm looking at realistically. You know, I'm like, wow, Bitcoin's really expensive. Look at all these other fancy, shiny, stupid things. So what did I do? Picked 20 of those. Duh, 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 and what I had left over was like basically nothing. I'm like, I'll put that into Bitcoin. And then uh, that kind of started the path into crypto in the world. And then, then I started getting, you know, really actually doing some research and listening to some, some voices in the space, you know, Preston Pish was one of them. Um, he was kind of one of the first ones that really like kind of resonated. And I'm like, I should probably be looking more into this and see what I actually had put my money into, you know, and then just fast forward over, you know, better part of a year, basically. And by the end of that first year, I was like, okay, I've made a huge mistake. All these other things are fucking crap and garbage, ditched all those, put it into Bitcoin and then got serious about it and really started pumping everything into it and pulled my RSPs out of the bank, told them to pound sand, you know, pretty much put it all into uh, into Bitcoin and kind of never looked back. So that's how I got into it. I just bought it and then started to learn about it and then realized all the shit ones were stupid and you should buy the one that's going to replace the world, you know? It's funny you say that because I think a lot of Bitcoiners kind of, you know, almost forget about that, that part of their journey, you know, where they were shitcoining a little bit, um, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe they get the the bad rap for the toxic Bitcoin maximalist or what have you. But uh, I think everybody that kind of got in or, you know, most people that I've met or interviewed were a little, I guess, shitcoiny, crypto curious or whatever you kind of want to say about it. But um, you know, eventually we all kind of find the way and realize that it's, you know, Bitcoin and, and Bitcoin only. But, yeah. uh, well, you know, on that oh, note, some, some don't, though. I've, I've got friends that are still on that stupid fence. I'm like, they all they all like, well, no, like Bitcoin is the one. But, but, you know, I'm like, yeah, but you still you're still trying to make dollars. I'm trying to get rid of dollars. You're trying to make more dollars. So <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it takes a lot of people, maybe something like getting burned or a Luna fiasco or some shit like that. So, I, I mean, I hope that they avoid those kind of things. Cause I don't like to see people lose value, lose money and yeah, for everybody to go straight into Bitcoin. But you know, I, I think like part of the journey is finding it yourself and kind of diving into it that way. Um, totally. You know, I think eventually that's probably going to happen for a majority of people. Is there going to be more cryptocurrencies that are being made now next year, or the year after that are quote unquote better than Bitcoin? You know, that's definitely going to happen. And it's always going to be a marketing scheme or she, ugh, scheme to try to yeah. get people to uh, invest in it. But um you know, I think like at the end of the day, it's really the proof of work that people in the space are putting in like yourself. And, uh, you know, that, that brings me to the, to the meetup. Uh, you know, you said you've been doing it about, you know, six, seven months or so, like less than a year, but you've already had some of these huge, huge names in the space. Granted, they're Canadian. So uh, maybe there's low hanging fruit, low hanging fruit, but we got some serious fruit in Canada. So obviously that's <laughs> going after those guys immediately. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, I'm not trying to discredit it or anything, but like, how did that happen? And, you know, tell me about that experience about getting some of those big guys in, you know, very early on uh, to kind of get your, you know, almost catapult the start of your meetup. 
Yeah, dude, it's it was really easy. If I'm being honest, I mean, um, hello, Jeff. Would you like to speak at my meetup? Yes. Cool. Sweet. It's the state. Okay, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty much like that. Same with Greg. Oh, actually, Greg was the first one, and then it was Jeff. So, um, yeah, man. It, I mean. Kind of, I guess once once the first one was there, um, you know, kind of under the under the belt, and you know, it, it exceeded my expectation. Like I was hoping to meet like you know ten people, twenty people. Like if I had twenty at that first one, I thought that was going to be really, really solid, you know. And there was like fifty or sixty, so I'm like, okay, well, that's that's you know three times three and a half x times what I was expecting for people. So I'm like, oh, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's a a need for this here, like more than I even thought, you know, and more people same thing you know like i just want to meet some more bitcoiners like just want to meet them in person and you know um so that first one kind of went went off without a hitch and like you know i should probably say like the the first one we had seb bunny okay so he rolled down from whistler he's partners with greg and james lavish and um daz v from australia and a couple others i think in the lookingglasseducation.com so check that out um, it's a kind of financial literacy platform that you can go. It's like free courses there. They put out content now for, for teachers and things to kind of use in their, in their own, like, um, you know, schools or, or whatever. So, um, so he was one of the guys that came like, and just awesome guy. We're, we're good friends now. And, um, you know, we've went for dog walks and stuff. So, um, he's, he's, he's awesome. So he was one of them. The other one was Colin Sullivan from mint green. And when I was, you know, figuring out who I should ask to, to be at this first meetup. I remembered the story from roughly a year before of a company called Minkry, or well, a company that was partnered with the city of North Vancouver, which is where I live. So I'm, I'm in North Van right now. And I remember that it was, they were a Bitcoin mining company and they were going to like heat homes or something. So I kind of like found that story, got in touch with Colin and said, listen, I'm doing a meetup. I'm starting this thing. Like, would you speak? And he's like, absolutely. So he came and you know that's that's that was just another like really good person to have there like content wise we kind of had the mining thing um sab did a whole thing on like you know our, our debt spiral and our gdp you know debt to gdp ratios and kind of like went on that sort of thing and then i had a good guy biker who's another local guy who's uh I, you know i just knew him from spaces and listening to him on uh, a bunch of that stuff so that was more on like the sort of you know kind of shadowy super coder kind of like stuff and you know self-sovereignty and like a lot of that kind of stuff so it was a really good rounded sort of first like crack at it and people like you know they just dug it and the, the feedback that i got from that was was really good from the first one and so that kind of rolled into the second one and and after after that one was under the belt um yeah honestly dude i just i just asked them man i just wrote greg i'm like dude love your work and would you be able to maybe come and speak or maybe we could do it remotely. He's like, no, I'll come. And he loves Whistler. So he came and he's now, you know, partners with Seb and other things. So it just totally worked. And as soon as I got that big, like, you know, Greg's kind of pretty big name in the space, especially in Canada here. So he, uh, he kind of, that was like really the sort of like big seed for, for kind of bigger names. And Jeff, I knew lived in, in this, you know, in the city and reached out to him and he was like, hundred percent I'm there. Um, I should say Greg flew in on his own dime, you know, not even like covering his costs. He just came and, and, and crushed it. So, um, and then Samson, 
dude, would you do it? And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty busy though. I'm flying around like the world and nation state stuff here. So um, I'm down, but it might be remote. And then it, we kind of went with the remote thing. And then, you know, a few weeks before he reached out, he's like, no, I'll come. So he did. And uh, that was the, the third big one. So yeah, man, it's just, I just asked and they said, yes, it's literally that, that that's, that's the story. <laughs> And I think that's the great thing about Bitcoin is like, you know, a lot of even the big names, no matter who you are, if you reach out, a lot of times those big names or, you know, big people that are kind of intimidating maybe to to uh, reach out to and ask that they're pretty open and supporting the plebs and supporting the movement. And I think that's absolutely one of the great things about the space. So tell us about the next one, what you got planned for it and uh, when it's supposed to be. So people that are listening could come in and join. Sure. Yeah. So actually that next one was supposed to be yesterday. Um, and actually at Bitblock Bloom, when we were there, um, another, another Bitcoiner who's been in the space for a long, long time, who I'd also um, heard on spaces quite a bit. And um, he's got a little podcast too. I don't know how, um, or like a YouTube channel, but I'm not sure how active he's been recently, but, um, and it's Bitcoin mechanic. So he's, you know, he's on Tonve's um show kind of, you know often as well and again another you know super brain kind of thing and learned a lot from him just uh, on on spaces on twitter and stuff so um i bumped into him at bitblock bloom in austin and just kind of chatted to him and just you know and, and i knew he was also sort of local he's on uh, vancouver island so he's you know a ferry away and said you know maybe we could get you at one one day and he was uh he was all for it and so we booked that and he was supposed to be Yesterday, unfortunately, the the venue um, they do like a month long like Halloween thing where you can go in and they've got you know it's like a whole thing like you bring kids or do whatever and they've got a whole maze and it's two venues and outdoor so it's like a really big production that they do so we were trying to kind of squeeze it in on on the Tuesday sort of before but there were some just logistical issues they needed the, the time to, to set up or otherwise it would kind of screw them for the month so um, so we postponed so I'm gonna do um, November 11. I should check that. Is that the date? I think so. November 11th um, will be the next one. And I think Bitcoin Mechanic will probably still do it. He's going to just confirm his his schedule when we get a little bit closer to. Um, the other fellow that I reached out to, another big name that said he would he would be a part is Preston Pish. So um, that would, that's probably going to be remote. He's like Pennsylvania, I think, or like East Coast. So um but he he said reach out to me early November and and let's set it up. So I don't know if that means reach out early November and he's down for the eleventh. But I should probably uh, touch base and see if he'd be down to do it. So that's kind of one of the sticks in the fire. So we'll see uh, we'll see what happens there. And there's lots to choose from, man. And uh, I think I'll take a break in December um, and uh, kind of get through Christmas and stuff, and then fire up again uh, in the new year. So that's the plan anyway. That's awesome. Now, are these events free to join? Uh, you know, do you stream them, uh, you know, via Zoom or something along those lines too? Uh, you know, how can people access it if, you know, maybe they're, they're not in the Vancouver area? Yeah, so that's the next phase. That's, that's happening. Um, shout out to uh, Murphy, Murdoch Media. He's been helping the Vancouver Bitcoiners um, stream their, um, their BitDevs one. Um, and Reverend Hoddle as well, who I think he was in Austin for a while. I think he's kind of a nomad. I think he's he cruises in, um, but he's in Vancouver now area. 
Um, so both of those guys are um, got some streaming uh, technology sort of um, assistance because it's just one more thing that I don't want to deal with. That, um, but I do want to stream them. So, um, so the live stream I think will probably happen in November. Um, we have been recording uh, the last talks. I did have some camera issues on the Greg one. I think I'm still figuring that out, but um, you can. Um, so the other the other person I should give a shout out to that helped with um, the Samson one is Kinetic Finance Julian. He's got a really good podcast as well, and he kind of hosted or like kind of moderated the conversation with Samson, um, and he brought his camera. So that's already live. Um, so Kinetic Finance on YouTube, you can go and watch that whole discussion. Um, and I, you should. It was a pretty good one. Um, as far as yeah, it it I, I wanted it to be free. Um, I ran into an issue, so I I, I create the, the the meetups on meetup.com, um, and the first three or three were free or four were free. I think I think the first one that I decided to charge was the Samson, six dollars, not a lot of money. Uh, the reason was I was having an issue with the amount of RSVPs that you get. So if anyone's listening, by the way, or watches this in the future. If there isn't a meetup in your city, you should create one. And if there is, just start going to them and just support it and, you know, lend a hand or whatever and, and kind of get involved in that community. Um, uh, I just lost my train of thought, though. Why did I just say that? Um, because oh, meetups, meetups. So so that's where I, I host the event and create the event itself. Um, so what was happening, so the venue that I'm hosting these at, shout out to the Beaumont Studios, um, they can hold 200 people. And I was getting RSVPs, like 240 RSVPs for the Jeff Booth event. And I was like scared because I'm like, if all these people show up, what do I do? So that's a problem. Um, but what ha ends up happening is, you know, <laughs> a bunch don't show up, you know, like 50, 60, 70 don't show up. And then I have a wait list that I'm like scared to let them in on, on the meetups thing because I don't know, you know, so I couldn't plan properly and it was not easy to kind of know how many people are actually going to show up. So just adding like a little, a little charge just sort of got rid of the, uh, the fluff, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, whatever, six bucks, you know, can't afford six, but it is bear market. You want to buy Bitcoin, go for it. But yeah, I did that. And I think it worked better because every single person that paid showed up and I knew that number and it was easy for me to like, plan around that right so um so yeah so i mean meetups that's if so yeah i mean uh i think youtube's probably the the one avenue where we'll, we'll host the stuff afterwards but i think live streaming is is coming on board as well so we'll live stream it and record it obviously so hopefully moving forward we've got that content um kind of locked down and people can, can you know hop on and listen live and uh, or watch it after the fact so there we go. And yeah, if anybody's in the Vancouver area that can help out with uh, getting those logistic things set up, uh, feel free to reach out to at BTC Van City because I know that stuff is a, is a lot and you're doing it alongside your day job. So, you know, good on you and uh, feel free to support a pleb uh, whenever you can. And I, I will uh, second that notion. If you're in a city with a meetup or anything along those lines, you know, definitely go out and uh, support it because, you know, meeting plebs. Even if you're a little nervous or don't want to be that guy that's going all these Bitcoin things, it's really good to network and kind of talk with these like-minded people. And, you know, these people are putting in a lot of work, usually alongside their day jobs. So uh, and yeah. just doing everything they can to kind of support the space and everything like that. 
Um, but on that note, 100%, man. Yeah, like, like people, yeah, go go support them or or create one. There should be a meetup in every city, really. Um, I think across the planet. So if there isn't one, like I, you know, like we just kind of discussed, like six months ago, I just thought about it and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just do it. Let's see what happens. And like, you know, here we are. So that can happen to you anywhere. If, uh, you know, I think most cities can probably host a meetup. So it's pretty easy, you know, like the start, the, the concept's easy. You just pick a venue, go to meetups.com. It's 30 bucks a month for the thing, whatever. And then you just create your group and people will start joining the group. <laughs> you just put out the, put the date. This is the place show up and, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward. I mean, obviously as it grows, it gets, there's a lot more work and things that go into it, but it's doable, man. If you build it, they will come, I think. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If they build it, they will come. So I'll echo that as well. So, uh, but on that note, there is a lot of great things going on in this space, even though, you know, like you mentioned before, it is a bear market is as far as price goes, but there's a lot of things off chain uh, that I'd like to talk about. And maybe a couple of things on chain. The first big story that I'm seeing right now is that Google, uh, if you don't know Google, that, you know, Google it, <laughs> the big, uh, the big uh, you know, internet company is now accepting Bitcoin and, and crypto to a lesser extent for their cloud services. So they're partnering with Coinbase, who Coinbase is going to be their custodian for accepting those payments. But it's going to start in 2023. Uh, the cloud services aren't, you know, their main portion of their business. It's only about 8% of their overall revenue. But, you know, 8% of a trillion dollar company is nothing to scoff at at all. So, uh, you know, what do you think about a lot of these companies starting to accept Bitcoin as payment? Do you think, you know, a lot of these companies are going to start to follow suit uh, because Google is such a big name? And, you know, what is your kind of inclination and for, uh, first reaction to Google accepting Bitcoin as payment for their cloud services? You're on mute, too. So uh, if you're if you're going through, there you go. Thanks. Um. I mean, I, 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 I guess it, I think it ends up being a positive, like long-term, like, I think it does help adoption, you know, a, a company of that size, even though it's crypto, you know, I think that's, that's the only downside. I mean, it's too bad it wasn't just Bitcoin, but, um, you know, I think it does in the long-term probably help adoption and get other you know, if Google's doing it, you know, maybe we should sort of thing, you know, there's uh that's, that's pretty big fish in the, uh, <laughs> in the sea. So, so to speak. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it, it's, you know, time will tell we're, we're, we're going to see, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been actually like read the full story and seen like exactly what the details are of it, just pretty much the headline and kind of what, what you just said. So, but I think just, just looking at it from like an adoption lens, I think it probably helps, you know, other companies maybe, maybe start to look into it a little more and think and, and, and maybe follow suit and, and accept them as well. So we'll see. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think like, like you said, it's, I, I don't necessarily like that, you know, some of these big companies like a big, like a BlackRock or some of these others maybe are like scooping up more and kind of taking away from the plebs. But I think at the end of the day, you know, if Google is accepting Bitcoin, it also takes, you know, somebody paying in Bitcoin. So I still think like we're still a little ways away from that kind of transactional, I guess, viewpoint. Because I think a lot of plebs that are coming in now are more so looking at it as, you know, we're in a bear market stack as much as you possibly can. And uh, don't 
you know, necessarily uh, spend it where, you know, the yeah. way I view it is I, uh, if I'm purchasing something and I have the option to buy in Bitcoin, normally I'll just buy the sats like while I'm sitting there right before and just spend them right away. Because to me, it doesn't matter what, what I send, but you know, it also helps what they receive, right? Because then they don't get that 3% fee. You know, everybody knows about the Lightning Network and all that kind of stuff if they're listening to this show. Uh, but I think, you know, like you said, it's just another headline that's out there that more people are going to kind of get exposed to Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. uh, the more exposure, the better at the end of the day. But I don't like a lot of these big companies kind of getting that, you know, scooping up a lot of sats, if they will. Granted, I don't think they're going to accept too many pay- or get too many payments in Bitcoin uh, or maybe some of these shit coins or whatever. Uh, maybe you'll have somebody that'll kind of some big company that'll do it for headlines or something along those lines. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, Bitcoin doesn't have a marketing company or a marketer or a CEO or anything like no, that. Sir. So any of those, uh, you know, headlines or anything like that, it just is another touch point for somebody. And I think the more touch points that you have, the more people that will get curious and maybe buy into Bitcoin. Maybe they dabble into the shit coins and get burned and then they finally become a Bitcoin maxi. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do their own research and just become a Bitcoin maxi off the bat. I don't really know. But either way, I think it's going to push more people towards Bitcoin. And I think at the end of the day, that's the, that's the positive that comes out of here. Um, yeah, so I think it's like crazy, that, man. Like I had one like that two years ago. That would have been like a fucking five thousand dollar day. <laughs> like, whoop. doesn't even didn't even not even a movement. I haven't checked the price in a couple of days. What are we doing? We still we're at a nineteen, still chilling there. But yeah, I, when that headline, I'm like, oh, let's go see, and nothing, just nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think like a lot of these headlines aren't really doing much for the price, which is interesting. Um, and we'll get to that a little bit later because you know we're we're seeing more companies offer custodial services we got bny mellon which is the yeah. oldest american bank is now offering you know cust- uh, their clients custodian services so uh, similar to like a, a coinbase a celsius a BlockFi, they're going to be your bitcoin custodian granted i don't know like you know from the articles that i read i don't know how they're going to be storing this bitcoin whether it's they're going to be storing it in cold storage for their clients or they're going to do something like google's doing and partner with a coinbase but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's another thing. It's another touch point where they're giving more accessibility to Bitcoin. They're offering their clients Bitcoin. And I think, you know, the kind of underlying story that this doesn't really you know say is that a lot of these clients of this bank are probably, you know, asking for Bitcoin. And so, um, you know, that's why that's why they're probably like, all right, we got to start to look into it. So, you know, do you think like you know, it's going to be something where you go to your bank. I don't, I'm not sure any of the, the big giant banks in Canada, but maybe like a Chase Bank or a Capital One or something along those lines. Do you think, you know, eventually all of these banks are going to start to offer some some sort of custodial service for uh, whether it's like a JP Morgan or what have you for Bitcoin uh, for their clients to kind of, you know, keep that adoption going and maybe, you know, at the end of the day, keep the need up for some of these uh i guess banks because you know at the end of the day some some people might not trust themselves to do uh some of these uh custodial services so my my first question i've had a pretty ridiculous week like fiat mining work-wise so 
again, another story I didn't like dig into, but my first question, has it been specified? Like, is that real Bitcoin? Or are we talking paper Bitcoin? That's first, there's like the first thing that like, I'm, I'm curious about. Um, you know, that's that's one thing that, that I'd be curious to read. I don't know. Did it did it say in that story? Or is it just? Yeah. So like, like I said, they didn't specify like how how they're going to be storing this Bitcoin. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'd like to give them the benefit of doubt and say it's not going to be. But I know a lot of these services are issuing a lot of this paper Bitcoin. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm assuming at this point, you know, as much as many places that offer it. I'd be shocked to not see, you know, maybe close to that 21 million fully issued uh, at this point um, and people just kind of issuing paper Bitcoin. But, you know, like I said, I don't know. So it's all speculation at this point. Uh, yeah. The articles that I found and the release that I found didn't specify how they're going to do it. And I don't think that they're offering it just yet. I think that they're going to start that, you know, at the beginning of next year. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense, and I guess the second part of your your question, um, yes, I think uh, I think I, I don't think BNY Mail, and I don't I don't think they just decided to do this. They're being asked, right? I think that's where you know most of the the pressure is. People want exposure to this thing, right? And um, you know, again, different levels. Maybe they don't know how to self custody themselves. They just want exposure to it. So, but I think these things are, you know, things are coming up and it's bubbling, and people want. They want this. They want to be in some of these asset classes, whether it's crypto or Bitcoin. But um, hopefully, they end up in in, in Bitcoin and, and don't get burned on the other shit. But yeah, I think uh, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years, I, I, I'd be. <laughs> I think you'd be. Uh, any bank would be missing uh, missing an opportunity to, uh, you know, make fees and etc. On you know, offering this to their to their people. So I think they're being asked for it, and I think that's why it's it's becoming more. Uh, more of a thing here as uh, as we kind of keep keep trucking along here every 10 minutes so yeah yeah tiktok next block so um you know i i do think it's interesting though that that a bank is starting to offer these services because although you know the plebs and what have you have kind of gotten into the whole i i guess you know learning about economics and you know the austrian economics theory and everything like that we're still having you know clown world kind of out there we had the former Fed chair, Ben Bernanke, win the Nobel Prize for in introducing QE, which, you know, many of us know it as money printing um, during the pandemic. And to me, it just seems wild and kind of uh, almost like tone deaf at this point because of the massive amounts of inflation that's going on, um, you know, not only in the United States, but globally. Granted, you know, a lot of it is probably due to uh, the supply side issue. And not necessarily all of the money printing, but I mean, you can't say that when you add 60% of the mo money supply in such a short period of time that the move was justified. Um, so do you think like we're still kind of a far away uh, from when it comes to like the academic side and, and you know, maybe the general bankers, uh, you know, the, the heavy fiat miners, do you, do you think like we're, we're still kind of a far away from them adopting it and they're just kind of lost cause or do you think eventually you know everybody will kind of come around to bitcoin um and kind of see the light i guess well i think over a long enough horizon everyone has bitcoin at some point you're gonna be you're gonna get it when when your time is right whether you want it or not right so 
Um, yeah, I think this that whole story, I think, just perfectly aligned with this clown world that we are we are in. Um, do you feel like we're in a different parallel universe? Like, I feel like it happened like around like Trump getting like elected. I feel like we've just never. I swear to God, we're in just some parallel thing. I, I don't know what, what world we're living in, but yeah, I mean, um, I just feel like Bitcoiners <laughs> and like everybody else are just like two different, like they're living two different lives and they see everything like, you know, so differently. And I think like that's kind of the beauty of what Bitcoin brings is it makes you question a lot of things, makes you question the status quo, question you know, almost everything that's going on. And at the end of the day, you know, that's kind of where you realize like, all right, you know, this Nobel Prize thing is absolute bullshit and it's just media headlines. And so, it's, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more on that point. Yeah, I mean, he said that the, the Fed's balance sheet would be reduced, that economic growth would pick up and that quantitative easing would be temporary. You know, that obviously all turned out to be complete bullshit. And, um, you know, what I think one could argue is policies worsened wealth inequality more than anybody else. So I don't know how he gets a... Uh, I don't know how he gets the Nobel Peace Prize for doing that, but here we are, hence my clown world uh, statement. So, yeah, I don't I'm, know, man. Weird yeah. one. I mean, it seems like more and more things that just keep happening make you question, like, what's going on? Like, you know, we have this. Um, it seems like academics are kind of like praising his move for kind of, yeah, like you said, like separating or, you know, increasing that wealth gap. Because whenever there's inflation, that's the, you know, quote unquote, quiet killer where, you know, assets go up, but, you know, also good, goods and services go up and who owns assets, the rich and the wealthy and the middle class and the poor don't necessarily have those assets to kind of benefit from a lot of that inflation. So, yeah. um, you know, luckily, Bitcoin has a very low barrier to entry. You don't need to buy one Bitcoin at a, at a time in order to, you know, quote unquote, uh, invest in Bitcoin or, or hold Bitcoin. You can buy you know, five cents worth, I think is like the cheapest amount on strike maybe right now. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you can just go in and start off there and, you know, just DCA and chill. And then eventually you'll, you'll thank yourself down the road, but uh, obviously Do not you, advice or anything like that as always. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, like, mean, I, I always thought the Nobel Beast Prize was like something, you know, legitimate. And I feel like at least in Bitcoin, you know, sphere now, like, I feel like it, that's like that was the last time that I'll pay attention to it. Like I feel like it's literally been like ruined and tarnished. Like how do you how does that individual get that prize when you just look at where we're at and you know it's his policies that that got us to to where we are. So yeah, yeah, I feel like noble is not so noble anymore. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think you know it's not only that we're seeing companies kind of go off the rails, so to speak, and kind of get far away from just, you know, what every day the everyday person is accepting. We're having a lot of companies go, quote unquote, woke. Uh, you know, there's kind of the movement, go woke, go broke kind of thing, I think, where people are kind of resisting that movement, which I like a lot to see. But I mean, we're seeing companies like PayPal, uh, they had a leak of uh, that they were going to charge a censorship fee, essentially. That was just an accident, Brandon. They, they, they accidentally, it wasn't supposed to be, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I, I know. I, and you can't, I can't believe it. And it's like one of those things. So for those who didn't, who haven't seen it, it's uh, essentially they were going to find people up to $2,500 for, 
for sending, posting, or publishing any messages or content or materials that present a risk to user safety or well-being or contain misinformation. So obviously it's super broad, but I mean, you know, we've seen people are, uh, you know, countries kind of force the hand to freeze bank accounts and other things like that. Um, and now we're seeing a company that's supposed to be very business friendly. It allows you to send, you know, invoices very easily. Small businesses use it all the time. And now we're seeing that, you know, they quote unquote accidentally, like you said, mm-hmm. release this thing about how they're, you know, essentially trying to censor people. And, you know, I think the even more fucked up part is that they're going to, they're trying to control other people's businesses. And I think like, you know, we're getting deeper and deeper in that clown world. And I don't know if like, we're going to get out anytime soon. I think like, you know, there's going to be resistance and pushback, but there's still going to be companies that kind of try to thread the needle and like sneak these things into the, uh, terms and services and, and things yeah. like that because people don't necessarily read them. So, you know, on that note, like, what do you kind of think about, you know, these platforms? Do you think they're, they're just pushing and making a, a better case for Bitcoin as we keep going along? Or uh, do you think, you know, there's still kind of a necessity and that they're still going to kind of find their way to weasel around and, and make some of these shitty policies for people? 100 percent is pushing the the narrative of bitcoin and and why why we should be on on a bitcoin standard um i think it just piggybacks on top of you know when we had the the freedom convoy and all that stuff and you know those companies getting getting hijacked and taken over for you know trying people trying to uh donate to to these people that are that are protesting you know it's just again i'll say clown world again it just feels like we just keep trudging what's the word <laughs> trundling 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 <laughs> whatever you're trying to per- say here perusing the there's like a word for like stepping walking down the road like this so whatever that word is we're just you just kind of keep going down the path of, of this uh you know this this path and i, I don't know i don't know why um paypal's private right like i think it was public and then didn't ebay buy it like years ago i think so that, that's a private company doing that um like even if you gave them the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't supposed to be published, okay, it still was written. It's still being talked about. It's still they were thinking about doing it, whether or not they were going to move forward with it. At this moment, it's still being discussed in their, you know, at the highest levels to add that stuff into their uh, into their terms and stuff. So regardless if it was an accident and it shouldn't have been published whatever it's still uh it still came from paypal it's still uh you know it's still what like you know f- private company gonna find people for posting their thoughts like well they are they are a public company but still i mean it's like a it's a public company that you know i don't know if they're i wonder if their stock price i didn't i didn't track it but I'm, i'd be curious to see if it kind of like crashed or or anything like that um during that time or from that announcement um because I know, I mean, I mean, I saw the movement going around Twitter, like people were just deleting their accounts and kind of moving everything yeah. off their platform. And, you know, rightfully so. And like I said before, I think it's going to be kind of this thing where it's, you know, go woke, go broke kind of thing where people are going to just start moving their money away from a lot of these companies um, and start to move towards Bitcoin, uh, which, you know, 
Bitcoin just keeps kind of chugging, chugging along, or uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I I got tripped up on it too, but uh, I think I was trying to say chugging, and I was mixing it with. I think trundling's a word. Trundling, trundling, trundling definition. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a Canadian term, uh, but either way, we got Joey. To con- no, to convey or move in a wagon or a cart or other wheeled vehicle. <laughs> trundle. Yeah, see, trundle. I was right. There we go. There <laughs> we go. And then Shout uh, out to Joey there. What's up, Joey? Yeah, we got Joey in here. The Fusla. <laughs> that that's a great nick you should you should open up with that i mean you got the djs and everything like that what are you dj fussler or something like that i was yeah yeah there we go <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but uh you know as these things kind of chug along uh we're still having bitcoin successfully keep keep going on even in a bear market and you know i think the most bullish thing that i've seen so far is that the bitcoin mining hash rate has hit an all-time high I, I believe it hit an all-time high yesterday. I don't know if it hit another one again today. But this simply means that more and more miners are coming online. And, you know, at the end of the day, Bitcoin mining has to be profitable. And the two things that make Bitcoin mining profitable is being able to find cheap energy and the Bitcoin price being elevated so they can sell, you know, to kind of mitigate those costs and, you know, maybe make some some fiat on it. But at the end of the, uh, you know, like at the end of the day, the Bitcoin price is down and when that price is down and they might still have that cheap energy, they might not be able to be making as much profit as before or any profit at all. And so we're just seeing miners kind of come on uh, online and see the value in getting these cheaper sats. So, you know, is this making you bullish as well? Um, or am I just kind of like, uh, I, I guess, stretching and reaching through the tea leaves? What do you think about all these miners kind of coming online and continuing to mine Bitcoin during this bear market? I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm still surprised that we're, like, I'm still, I'm kind of, I'm, it makes me bullish. I think it's good. I think, you know, yeah, it's down, but we've been holding this, you know, 17 to 20 sort of like range now for like, since when, like maybe like June sort of thing, maybe like beginning of June. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'll go back to, I'm just a pleb, man. I'm stoked on the cheap sats. Um, I just, I, I hope it stays here for longer. I want to just keep stacking and, uh, you know, hash rate keeps going up. So be it, you know, more miners are coming on board. I think that's a good thing. And, you know, we know we're just, I mean, we're just in a, like, I'm going to say clown world again, but I mean, that's where we're at. Like, you know, I'm surprised that we haven't gone lower even, you know, to to those like 16, 17 kind of marks. Like I'm not a chart guy, but I'm actually fairly, uh, (laughs) fairly surprised that Bitcoin's kind of held its, held its own here for, for a while with, with all the things going on on the macro landscape with, you know, Russia's and, and Ukraine's and wars and things and just, you know, bond markets blowing up across the pond and just everything. Like it's all kind of, comp- you know, kind of coming together here. So, you know, probably still, probably maybe still some downward pressure, I would say maybe. Um, and if that happens, well, I'm maxing out some cards. So let me see it. Let me see 15K. Do it. Go for it. I'll, <laughs> I'll max out my cards and I'll get my sat. So. I'm fine with it. 
Yeah. And I think like, you know, if everybody kind of knows the fundamentals and, and has gone through that, uh, that part of their journey, they're, they're along the same boats. But, you know, I think it is kind of interesting that, like you said, we're floating along right now. And, you know, it's, it's raising the question for me that Bitcoin might have started the decoupling because in Q3 of this year, Bitcoin was up 3.1%. The next closest positive thing was precious metals were up like 1.2. Cash was like 0.2. And everything else, literally everything else was negative. And the thing that was most negative were REITs were minus 12.9%, almost 13%. So any kind of equity, large cap, small cap, commodities, tips, corporate bonds, everything else, everything under the sun was negative this quarter. But Bitcoin was slightly positive. And so it kind of raises a question, like, why is that happening? You know, why are all these miners kind of coming on? Are people just, you know, kind of flocking towards this, uh, I guess, asset, commodity, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, it seems like it's people are kind of catching on and they're trying to put their money into a safe haven asset mm -hmm. or safe haven place where they can control and there's no third party and they don't care about the price action floating around 20k when you know the all-time high was 69k so i think like more and more people are kind of getting on your boat um yeah. and you know myself included and are, are you kind of noticing that too when you're when you're talking to your other fellow plebs that are going to the van city meetup or do you get more people that are kind of i guess down in the dumps about the price you know no not not really down in the i mean everyone you know People that are maybe been in it longer, you know, they're they're probably, you know, they're still maybe above water. People that's, you know, like me. I mean, I, I don't know when I think my first purchase was maybe around like eighteen, I think, or something like that. But I bought the whole way up, all the way to sixty nine, and I bought the whole way down, all the way to today, and I buy it every day now. I just DCA. That's that's my. It just takes the thought, thought, you know, trying to buy dips and highs and lows and timing the market. It's not easy, so. Um, most people that I speak to, yeah, no, everyone's everyone's chilling, man. Everyone's stoked that it's down. You know, when it was at 50 and 60 and almost 70, like, I was feeling like, it. well, well, it happened to me. I was like, I, like the higher it went, the more I went into it, you know? I was like, you know, it's too bad it wasn't reversed because as it started to go up, I'm like, oh, this thing, is, it's gone. It's going to, you know, it's going to 250, right? Um. So yeah, as it was getting higher, I was putting bigger chunks in and then suddenly we had a bit of a correction. Um, and, uh, but that's okay. I mean, you know, one Bitcoin's still worth one Bitcoin last time I checked. So, um, you know, it's nice to get, you know, kind of start to kind of average it out a little bit here now that it's down, down around 20. I mean, it's almost pretty much where it was when I started buying Bitcoin. And as that thing started to rip, I was like, oh my God, I wish it was, I, I should have. And we're right where... I should have so i'm like I'm, I'm taking this opportunity as a as a blessing and and stacking um i just wished i'd held on to a little bit more dry powder at those higher levels because i'd be i'd be a little more happier now but it is what it is man does is it it's weird when when you say so what did you say three point three point one percent bitcoin was up q3 does it feel like that to you doesn't it feel like i mean we weren't it, in the green that we would have been in the red but I mean, I guess I think like the low was like what 18% or 18k or something like that. I mean, it doesn't feel that weird to me because mm. at 3% at the end of the day, I probably wouldn't even notice the spike. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> to 
because of how volatile Bitcoin is. And I don't really watch the price too much. The only time I see the price is, you know, when it's ripping, of course, and people on Twitter are freaking out and, you know, dancing on graves and posting memes and doing all that stuff. So, of course, the uh, bull market's a lot more fun to be on the Internet. But, uh, you know, I think, like you said, like it's it's people are still kind of getting in and stacking and, you know, you're seeing things like your meetup started six months ago. Right. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. been in basically in a bear market though, almost the whole time. Dude, that that's the other thing that's just like really surprising to me, man. Is like, you know, there was 100 and, 175, 80 people coming to see Jeff and, and Greg and, and Samson, like, and it's a bear market, you know, and people are, people are feeling it. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I need a bigger venue if we were, we were, you know, up around 150 and we were still freaking out and everyone was still, you know, was still on that trajectory. Like, I don't, I think it would be <laughs> a lot more people. So I think that's good, man. That's, that just kind of shows me that it's, it's something that people are interested in. You know, there's a lot of Bitcoiners that are coming to the meetup, but there's people coming to that meetup with a book in hand, like taking notes. You know, I, I stood over a girl, um, if she's watching this, you're really cute. I'm going to say hi to you next time. Um, she had her little book. And I, she was kind of beside the camera. And this was, I think, at Greg, Greg Foss. And, you know, just kind of he was, they kind of him and, and Seb Bunny kind of started, you know, some basics, right? Like fixed cap, 21 million, did it? And he kind of, and I was standing at the camera and I looked over her shoulder. And that was like her first foray into Bitcoin. I can almost guarantee it because she was writing that down, you know, fixed cap, 21 million, you know, like really basic thing. So, I mean, there's, there's brand new first, first time wondering about bitcoin walking into these meetups and then you know you got people that have been in it for for a decade and, and more but yeah yeah i think uh i'm bullish buddy <laughs> exactly same here you know the the best time to get into bitcoin was uh you know the day it started but the second best times today so uh mm-hmm. you know if you're listening to this or somewhat curious be sure to look into it and go to those meetups and support it uh, because, you know, obviously we got plebs like yourself, Fussler, getting in there and getting in the weeds and, you know, putting in a lot of effort onto these meetups. And obviously, you know, they've been really successful and you're getting uh, a lot of people coming out. And, you know, like we said before, if you build it, they will come. So, uh, yeah. you know, on that note, you've been very generous with your time. So why don't you tell everybody, remind us when the meetup is, how they could find it and uh, what all you got going on. We'll do. And right before I do that, because there was one thing that I was going to mention and we kind of, we just skipped over it. Just going back for a minute to the, to the, um, the, uh, was it BNY Mellon or whatever, the bank. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see Caitlin Long on stage yesterday, I believe? So she, her, it's called Custodia, I think is her. Yeah, her it's Custodia, Custodia, right? She's got a lawsuit in against the Fed that's been ongoing and she's been waiting two years already almost to the day it's like within like a month or something like two years to get that same designation and the fed goes and gives that to the the oldest bank like (laughs) watch what they do know what they say i guess like that's that's that was that was pretty surprising to me so um i'm assuming that's now going into the lawsuit and uh interesting to see how that pans out. So it's just something I wanted to add because I thought that was really interesting that, um, you know, just on that news that, that they were going to go into this custody, you know, custodying Bitcoin and she's been waiting two years and it's been a no and it's supposed to take like a few weeks and it's been two years, you know, so. 
something that I, I recalled. So I wanted to add that. Yeah, exactly. And we have Kyle that uh, he jumps into the spaces a lot on Fridays and he works at Custodia Bank. So I know he can't give us the full insights on that, but that's uh, definitely something that we could bring up to him next time we uh, we get yeah. on Twitter spaces and kind of talk to him about because I'm sure he's got some interesting insight uh, as somebody who works at Custodia. So shout out to Kyle. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at Fussler underscore. Um, if you want to, that's my sort of my private one. Um, and BTC Van City um, is the, the meetup um, also on Twitter. Uh, if you're in Vancouver or you're ever going to travel here, um, just go to meetups.com and look for BTC Van City on there. Um, maybe there's a meetup happening uh, when you're, when you're in, in town. Um, Next one is November 11, so that's the next one, and uh, I'll announce that pretty soon once I uh, I lock down a couple things. I'm gonna uh, gonna reach out to to Preston once more and and see if uh, if I can pencil him in at least, and then maybe I'll have uh, Bitcoin Mechanic as well um, come in and uh, have maybe a couple of those guys for the night. So we will see. That'll be announced uh, as soon as I figure out what that's gonna look like. And uh, yeah, man, this has been really fun, man. It's good to see you again, Brandon. Um, Hope to see you again. Are you, are you going to any meetups? Any or meetups? <laughs> uh, conferences? Are you going to go to? I forget. Are you in Miami? Where are you? So I'm in Tampa. So I'm I'm Tampa. close to Miami. So I'll probably be at the next Bitcoin Miami. Um, yeah. I, I think that's in May. Um, I haven't had any plans for any other conferences just yet. <laughs> um, I may go to. I may go to some other ones here or there, but. Um, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of traveling personally. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I'm in New York right now. And you know, obviously yeah, nice. the holidays are coming up. So I haven't really thought too much about early next year. But, you know, obviously I'm open to some of it. And I, and I do want to make a, you know, a trip to Canada eventually. But I, I'm a wuss, man. I got to wait till it gets warmer. So I'm going to probably wait till like the summertime or something like that. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw it. It wasn't really supposed to be sad because it's more of like, it's more of an idea and some things that I'm kind of working on to see if it's actually feasible. It's a lot of work and it would be a full-time thing. I'd probably have to quit my job to actually pull it off. But uh, shout out to Crypto Mags. She put a tweet out uh, yesterday saying that because we were at a party together on, on Friday. It was that Mint Green uh, mining company turned five so we were at the, the same party and we were just shooting the shit and i mentioned that i'm thinking about maybe maybe a maybe a conference and maybe to do that in whistler and do like a a whistler winter bitcoin conference in you know that destination which is beautiful and get some people to come and ski and snowboard and, and do a conference and then she tweeted it out so now it's uh i've got a lot of dms coming in so um little 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 premature on that but if uh if it happens, I'll like take care of you, man. I'll put you up on a, a couch or something you could you could crash on. So yeah, that'd be great. And I'll have to buy like five more winter coats or something needs, like that to yeah, wrap you up because I'm a <laughs> Florida boy, man. So uh, yeah, I, I have one. I think I have one winter coat that's like tucked away in a closet or maybe in my attic or something. So I'll have to I'll have to dust it off. Uh, just all right, Canada. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to come up and. Uh, Come and visit, see the meetups, and uh, yeah, if you guys have a Bitcoin uh, Canadian conference up there, I'll definitely have to make a trip up. Nice, man. Do it. Yeah, I got you. All right, man. Sounds good. Well, on that note, everybody go to the Van City meetup. Uh, go check out everything that's going on with Fussler. And yeah, man, go go to your local meetups if you're not in Canada or Vancouver area and, and support those local plebs. 
Yeah, man. And start one. Start one if it doesn't exist. You'll the, just the friends that I've got from this. That's the most rewarding thing. You know, it's cool having these big names come in and you know get to meet them and whatever. But honestly, it's it's seeing the connections that are happening at them. You know, we've got people that work for Lightning Labs that are at our meetups. We've got you know, you know, multiple of them. We got miners. We got you know, we've got a pretty cool ecosystem here in Vancouver. Um, and just watching dots connect and people, you know. Like JB fifty five will like you know another another solid solid coder. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool, man. Like I've got you know I've been throwing barbecues here outside on this deck and having all these people come, and it's just like I got like a whole new like friend base. Um, and it's hard, like people, you know, I'm sure pe- you've, you've probably felt it, and most most Bitcoiners do. You know, you're you're usually the the black sheep, you know, maybe of the family, or you're you're. Your normal, your normie friends, if you find it and they're not into it, like you're kind of when it, it sort of starts, you know, when you find it or Bitcoin finds you and you realize what you're actually dealing with and what its implications can be globally and, you know, fix the money, fix the world. Like that's not that's not just kind of, you know, some bullshit. I think that's that's got some some serious teeth to it. So when you when you get into that world in this world and you're in that hole, you're you feel like you're alone sometimes. And it's it's really nice to be able to walk into a room, whether it's five people or 10 people, and just know that they're there because of Bitcoin and just have that base layer, you know, base layer of sort of that, that, that Bitcoin that kind of holds, holds all of you down and sort of the rock. And it's very easy to just start talking to people and, and have a conversation. Cause you kind of, you're coming, you're all coming at it from a similar sort of um, viewpoint. So, so it's really rewarding, you know, I'd say, so yeah, do it, you know, create a little one and you, you get some probably lifelong friends out of it and it's happening to me. So if it, it can to me, then it can definitely to you as well. So yeah, man. Yeah. Get off your butt and get it started. Show that proof of work. Yeah. And on that note, we'll end it. So thanks so much, Fussler. And we'll have to do this again and uh, maybe we'll do something. I don't know. Maybe when I come to Canada, I'll, I'll have the capabilities to do something live. And Yeah, uh, man. hundred percent. I think our last live video was with giants, right? And we were eating babies and yeah, exactly. Drinking, drinking <laughs> a little man on the street video. So yeah. right, man. nice. Well, yeah, we'll stay in touch, bud. We'll we'll talk to you soon on the uh, on the internets. And uh, yeah, dude, if you ever want to come to Vancouver, man, you hit me up, man. All right, man. We'll do. Have a good one. All right. Have fun in New York. <laughs>